Welcome to Thriving Your Love, a podcast where we will guide and help you improve your most precious relationships in life. This podcast is produced and hosted by certified emotionally focused therapist, Claudio Vargas Silva, licensed marriage and family therapist, and Trisha Kim Walsh, also licensed marriage and family therapist. All right. Welcome back to our viewers and listeners to Thriving Your Love. We are still on the topic of healing from affairs and Claudio giving a, a bit of a brief recap from a previous episode. We want to just emphasize that the injured person that is experiencing the healing from affairs is experiencing trauma from their self-esteem being injured from the very fact that maybe emotionally and physically they've felt a loss of safety with the person that matters the most in their lives, that they start to question if their partner ever really cared about them, cared about their feelings, or even taking them into consideration during the affair itself. So we're going to do some deeper discussion around what happens next, especially as there is a loss of trust a loss of safety, and even a loss of respect. Yes, exactly. So it's normal that the person who is injured, the person who feels hurt, to make a lot of questions. And those questions have to do with their feelings because there's a loss of self-esteem because the person will wonder, well, if, if, my partner decided to have a relationship with another person is because I'm not good enough. I might not be attractive enough. There's something missing in me that possibly that person has. So there's this comparison. So that person is better than me. There's a problem with me. Yes. I'm missing on something. I might not be attractive enough. Mm -hmm. All it is that I'm missing. And there's a sense of shame mm -hmm. that goes with this. Because if my partner really went to that person, so I am inferior. So this sense of shame is, is very hard. And when there is shame, we have talked about feelings right, Trisha? Yes. When, when there is shame, there is anger. And this is why the injured person attacks the partner because of that anger, because it feels, it's so hard, so painful to feel that shame, then the person will attack. It, it, it's going to be understandable. Although attacking the partner, instead of talking vulnerably, as we have been also explaining and talking in our podcasts, doesn't help really to heal. Because when we are just attacking the other person and not talking vulnerably, we are not really talking about those feelings uh, that are so important and that will help us to heal the relationship. Right, Tricia? Absolutely, Claudio. I feel that this is really the key to understanding healing from affairs, because as we use with the emotionally focused therapy model of what you see on the outside is anger. And 
the accusatory questions, right? Almost the interrogation. This is what I see time and time again, Claudio, in couples therapy is that there is this devastation, this heartbreak. It is so painful and it's so hard to stay with the fear of, I feel unlovable. I feel unworthy by you. So when I feel that it's so terrible that I can't even give it a moment and I can't even turn to you with it because I already feel that our relationship is at stake, that I can't be vulnerable with you to tell you what's happening on the inside. On the outside, you're going to see my anger. You're going to see my rage. You're going to see my reactivity. And that does come from shame. It comes from blame. Could this have been prevented? What went wrong? All these questions, Claudia, right? All these questions. And it's very isolating because often the injured party feels very isolated from who they can share this with their family, their friends, their coworkers, because there's the shame of, is it my fault? Will you judge me? And also there's a protectiveness of the relationship is I want to make this still work. I still love this person. Children may be involved so that you also don't want to be sharing the intimacy of your relationship with people that may feel differently toward the partner once they start to disclose what happened. So the anger, the rage, it really becomes, I call it like this volcano is this brewing and this lava that's stirring inside of you. That's, I have so much pain and hurt and who can I go to, but the person I loved to share this hurt. And now I can't feel safe with them. Yes, Risha. And this is the paradox of it because in a relationship so intimate, like partners, loving partners, the other person is the person whom I go to when I feel hurt from the world outside. So you, you are that person who will console me, that will help me, that will give me emotional support. But now you are the person who has hurt me. So then it's hard now because how can you comfort me when you have hurt me? This is something that I usually tell parents and couples that in every communication, every communication that we have with a loving partner or even everyone, we want to show that person how important they are to us. We want to show our love. We are seeking connection, even when we are talking about the hurts. So for a communication to be successful, the other person needs to feel how important they are for me, how I care about their relationship, how I care about them. But the thing is that when I am in this place of shame and I feel so much anger, it's hard for the partner to see that. So this is why in these communications that happen with attachment injuries, especially when there are affairs, is that the injured partner talks in a way that is not vulnerable, as I said, hurts the partner, attacks the partner, attacks their character, like the person is trying to make the partner feel horrible and maybe even suffer. You know, since they are suffering so much, 
then what happens? The partner will become defensive. And the partner might blame the injured partner and say that it was their fault because they didn't do something. So the communication goes downhill. Right. And it's very interesting that it goes back and forth this way. Yes. And so maybe it's going to get to the point that the partner will apologize and they're crying. And, but, you know, it comes back again. And every time it comes back again, for this partner who did the, who had the affair, it's going to be torturing because the partner feels attacked and feels shamed as well. So there is that shaming and it's hard for them to stay in vulnerability, to have a humble stance. So they become defensive and there is no healing. And this becomes even worse because if that wound is not healed and this partner here can never really take ownership, you know, then the other partner really doesn't feel important again. So we need really to, to help them on how, like how partners can talk in a way that is going to be really healing, Trisha. Exactly. Exactly, Claudio. And, and we can understand as therapists that there's such a desire to try to fix this through logic. And the example that we used on our last episode, Claudio, is around the social media phenomenon that we're currently in is that becomes the source of truth. And so the injured partner will say, I need to know, I need to know everything. I need to know that I can feel safe with you. And I need you to show me that I can trust you. And it makes sense, Claudio, because the efforts are, I have to have evidence to trust myself again so that I can trust that we really can make it. We can really be in this loving relationship. And the party that is injured is looking for ways desperately to receive forgiveness, to receive reassurance that they can work toward love again. And because I truly believe, Claudio, the efforts are, I really want you to know that you matter to me and that I love you. And I still remember the love that we had. And even though this injury has broken both of our hearts, we can find a way to get back to each other. However, we spoke about trauma, is that when the brain is experiencing trauma and that amygdala, that panic response that we experience, that is the reptilian brain of fight, flight, and freeze, we are looking for the instant gratification of quick solutions to make the pain go away. Because Claudia, the pain is so extraordinary. I see my partners that are going through these affairs and they are exhausted. They just want to find relief and they want to find anything and everything they can. So for the injured party is show me, give me proof. And the injurer says, let's move on. Let's stop doing this. What really matters is I'm still here. What really matters is I'm choosing you. Can you see that? 
can you see what I am doing rather than what I'm not doing? Yeah, Trisha, so well said. It is, as I said, it's very torturing for the partner who mm. had the affair. And usually the partner who suffered the affair says, well, I, I was the one who was hurt. So it doesn't matter what he feels or she feels. They hurt me. Yes. Right? So it's about me. So it's hard for them to see how hard it is for the other person too and how the other person feels a lot of shame. But really, this is something that I have, you know, also read in studies that it really helps when the partner that had the affair temporarily open their social media and make it available to the other partner, gives the password to the phone. For example, you know, you are free whenever you want to, check my messages and my communication. So you feel really that you can trust and you feel comfortable. So this really kind of helps the partner to have the anxiety going down. Sometimes temporarily, this might be really good until they can restore that trust again, because I have seen some cases of uh, partners that I have helped that this person doesn't cut out the communication right away and it still continues and the partner finds that out and then they really need to have that reassurance that it's done that it doesn't happen anymore right so th this is hard because the other partner will feel like they are losing their independence or individuality for yes. a while that's right yeah, and sometimes it, it's good for the relationship to restore trust, at least for a while, right, Tricia? Absolutely, Claudio. What came to mind, and I know for our viewers, listeners, that there can be this anxiety of, I just want to get back to our closeness again. And these temporary solutions can feel very invasive and they can feel very scary because often what I hear from my partners and couples therapy is I don't want this to be forever. I do want her to for them to forgive me. I do want him to forgive me. I do want them to see that I'm a good person in this. I want them to trust me again. I don't want to feel like I'm on trial and that I'm still in the hot seat. And of course, what I hear from the other injured partner is I don't want to be in this limbo anymore too, because it's exhausting for me. I do want to go back to trust. I wish this never had happened in the first place. And then comes the anger. So then I try to soothe them with vulnerability. And that's really the antidote for, for the shame and the blame that we can all, right? All of us get caught up in is this power of vulnerability, this reminder. And I'm you know, using that example from Brene Brown is what we learn from her work, from Sue Johnson's work, is that when we drop into our primary core raw emotions of sadness and fear and being afraid, then we really get to see each other, Claudio. Does that make sense to you? Yes, yes, absolutely. So what you said is that it takes time uh, to heal, which is normal. Yes. Time to heal. And sometimes for the person who had the affair, it's hard to accept that it takes time. They think that the other person should forgive them so quickly. Yes. And as you also explained right now, the secret 
is in having vulnerable conversations. Yes. Conversations that are not this attack and defense mode. Yes. And, and partners sometimes have a hard time going down yes. to their emotions. And Trisha, so I would like to invite our listeners to our next podcast when we try to close this theme and then we explain the kind of conversations that clients can have that will heal. Conversations that goes out of this attacking and defending and finding who is wrong, uh, you know, and, and trying to hurt the other person because you hurt me or trying to prove why I did this because you lacked something. So, so going down to the emotions, conversations that are not going only to heal this attachment injury, but that will prevent another attachment injury that will really go to the root of the problem, that will help clients to connect emotionally to each other and feel really so close to each other as they have never felt. And we see that problems like these attachment injuries like affairs, they can they are a wake-up call sometimes to clients to or to couples that help them to heal problems that they had before that made their relationship vulnerable to problems so that will really make a meaningful and close relationship that they are going to feel happier as they never felt. And this is the good thing that we see that every problem can be a stepstone to a better relationship. So it's very important to have hope because it's possible to transform, to make these problems really be the stepstone to a better relationship, Tricia. Yes, Claudio. Yeah, I think you captured that so beautifully, Claudio. And I would invite our viewers to uh, rewind that and play that again so that you can hear it because it is true. What we really want to emphasize is there is hope. And we see the recovery. It is very possible. It does take work. But the amazing process that we learn from vulnerability is that in our greatest moments of pain, we have post-traumatic growth. We have post-traumatic growth that we can really grow from the adversities we've experienced to understand what may not have been spoken about because of the fears, because of the worries that we could make our relationship worse by talking about it, by you choosing to talk about the most challenging moments in a relationship, you're going to get closer, your communication is going to get more effective. And that you also, it's going to be preventative for the times when it's inevitable that we will, as a couple, fall back into negative cycles. Yeah. So everyone is invited to our next podcast. Yes. We look forward to having you back. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. We hope you'll join us soon again for our next episode of Thriving Your Love.